Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Afternoon and evening, everyone. And I wish you could have seen us live here in the studio just moments ago. I guess and I we're dancing to my intro music, which I, I just love my intro music. It's so much fun. Um, we are. I am here today with two people that I just love and adore, who have been such help for me while I've been going through the loss of my mom, and even before that. And my mom totally loved both of them as well. And I brought them on the show today because we're we're in that sort of end of, not sort of, it really is, the end of 2017 going into 2018. Um, all the major religions have had their big holidays and holy days, and now we're coming into the beginning of the new year. And everybody starts thinking about what are my resolutions, what are my goals, what do I want to do coming into 2018, and I'd like us to shift our thinking around that. So I brought two people that are amazing at helping people shift their thinking and talk about focus and being present. Swami Durga Das and Swami Anjani, two of my most popular guests, by the way, the episodes that you have both done on my show previously are still amongst the top 10 ranked shows. Whoa. So uh, thank you for <laughs> both of you for that. And this is the first time I've had the two of you on together. So this is right. exciting for me. And, and they are with uh, Kashi Ashram, an interfaith ashram, here in the uh, Sebastian Vero Beach area. For those of you who are local, you need to go visit it. For those of you who are not local, you can check out kashi.org. So welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Love you. Love you very much. Merry Christmas and uh, looking forward to bringing the new year together. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being with you guys even more going into 2018 because walking the property just really anchors me and, and grounds me and is a wonderful thing. Not to mention the food on the open food uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights that sustained me in more ways than one while I was feeling really alone. Um, the two of you have been part of Kashi since you were children, correct? Well, he was. Okay, Durga I'm Das was. <laughs> You're older. You know I don't look it, but I'm older. My principal in. I was his high school days. principal at Kashi when we had the River School. Oh, that's right. There was a school right on. Yeah, for 25 years. Little Red Schoolhouse. Yes, and then it expanded. It. Yeah. So you actually taught him in school? I did. Tried to. Tried yeah, to. yeah. There's no hope for you, Durga <laughs> right, No hope for me. <laughs> so, I mean, when I when I look at the whole idea of an ashram which is very misconstrued out there in the world. And I, I like to think of it as it's no different than a convent or um, any kind of place where religious people gather, an abbey where, or where monks go and retreat centers. To me, it's no different. It's just a place where people who have faith, whatever that faith may be, choose to be together to uplift themselves and support each other. True. Why do you think it is that so many people have a hard time with the idea of an ashram? Do they? It's amazing to me in town, I even and, and elsewhere, people are like, oh, an ashram. Oh, they're just weird. You know, I think part of the misconception would be, um, in in essence, you're right about Abbey and, and uh, you know, convent, Convents. in essence, but not like in, 
and, and in some practice. But really, we don't all wear the same clothes. We don't all even worship exactly the same way, but we all honor whatever path takes one to God, to the God within, of course. Right. So I think, you know, people may have a preconceived notion about what an ashram is, but as you know, all you need to do is come and walk the property, and I doubt that you would have any qualms after that, especially if one of us showed you around and, and you ate some of our food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for me, just walking on the property, just it, it, you can feel the love. And uh, Swami Durga Das, when I had you on with Rabbi Michael and uh, Reverend Casey, we all started talking about how similar all of the faiths are, that we really, what if we stop thinking of faith is different and it's all about one thing, love. I, I can't, you said it well. Um, I always think of when you started talking about bringing in the moment earlier before, the, before we went live, and I just think about acceptance, acceptance of each other's beliefs. That would be a very powerful way to go into 2018. Um, and that's what Kashi is about for me. It's about seeing each other's differences but accepting them and uh, loving each other. And a true love, an unconditional love, a love without conditions that say, I'm going to love you if or but or when. It's can we just be that love and uh, that's the beauty for me of Kashi Um, I met Ma when I was very young I met Ma when I was nine in New York but I've been at Kashi since I'm 11 trying to live that walk that every day and it's it's a it has challenges and and that's that's what I'm here to help if I can and now you're in charge I am in charge of of all of that trying to bring it forward into the next generation while embracing uh, Ma's teachings and taking it forward out into the world more. That, to me, is something so massive a scale that it could overwhelm both both of you and all of Kashi. Yet, from the outside looking in, it seems like you guys just got it. What, what, how is, is, is it really true? I mean, how much work does it take for you guys to hold yourself present to not be thinking of the shoulda, woulda, couldas? Every day, that's work. And that's as the CEO, I always say CEO by title, troublemaker by trade. Oh, yeah, that fits and, you. And, Second that. And, and part of why I do that just for myself is to bring a smile, bring some lightness, Smile, it shows. It's on your wall. And uh, if we have to bring some laughter, and uh, and yet we still have to go to work. And that work is both on the earthly level, you know, paying the rent, paying the light bills, paying the insurance, all that stuff that we all do. And my job is to help Kashi be able to do that and then some and serve others. And then the work on the inside is for us to take that breath, be in the moment, Feel the divine, feel the divine mother, the Christ, your beloved, whomever that is, the the sunrise, we live here on the ocean, whatever brings you back to that peaceful inside. And they have to match because if the inside is not matching the outside, then we are in separation. Okay, so that's a really interesting, um, actually perfect segue into the conversation that inside matching the outside now, Swami Anjani, one of the the episode that you and I did together yes. was on um, the book that you guys put out from Ma's teaching, 
I call it 42 Ways to Breathe. That's not the title first, of the first book. First breath, last breath. First yeah. breath, last breath. But there, it, the subtitle is something like 42 Ways yeah. to Breathe. And, and you actually did an exercise we on the that. air we where we that. cautioned everybody, please stop driving if you're going to do this because we don't want you to get into an accident. That inside, outside mm-hmm. conversation and thought process that uh, Swami Durga Das just talked about, it sounds simple. When you say the inside needs to match the outside, but yet it can be a struggle. How do you help people or what piece of advice or or question could you pose to somebody that might help them, say, understand if there's a disconnect and then try to align it? I I would say that um, you have to follow your heart. And if you feel something is not quite right, if you're not looking at, at life from that community, divine, inclusive, embracing perspective, you know, something is, something's off inside you because you're not balanced with your inner self and your outer self, like Swami mentioned. So I would say uh, you'll feel it, you'll know. Ma would always say if you're not where you're supposed to be, there's pain. Okay. Right? So if you're not in that flow, the pain may be less, it may be, but whatever, the, it's discomfort. You're not, you don't feel in sync with yourself or in sync with the world. So I would say start practicing. Find simple, like Ma always told us, meditate five minutes a day. Five minutes. Anybody can set that goal for themselves. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> I bet you can. I challenge you. <laughs> yeah, this is our ice bucket challenge. Our okay? ice bucket challenge. Laura's going to do five min- minutes. Five minutes a day. And you'd be surprised the more you do it, you, you settle into it, and you draw on that well of connection that you've made. And then for us at Kashi, that goes into our daily work, moment by moment, welcoming people. Because if we don't have that, if we don't drink as we pour, if we don't fill that cup, we can't give anything. There's nothing to give if you, you know. And you're a giver. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You have to replenish somehow. When you come walk the grounds at Kashi, you're replenishing yourself. It feels good. You know you need to do it. Same thing with sitting or yoga or whatever it is, watching the sunset. Knowing I need to do something and mm-hmm. doing it, though, yeah. can oh. often be two completely different things. It's sure. that moment where you go, I know I need to do this, and then you go, but I've got 20 other things to do. That's why there's community. That's why you have trust in each other, and you reach out and say, I need some help here. I can't seem to focus. I go, okay, let's go. Let's go sit for a while or or. Sit down at your whatever, you know, but reaching out and drawing in. That's why Kashi's a spiritual, it's community. That sense of community is what's missing today out there. That whole thing about tolerance, we killed that word. Tolerance is, you tolerate a cold. You don't want to tolerate somebody's beliefs. You want to embrace them. You want to understand them and celebrate them. Oh, I love that. That's a tweetable moment. You tolerate a cold. You shouldn't tolerate people. No, because that puts you in some position up here. Yeah, and and, and Anjanese, by the way, is lifting her hand up when she said <laughs> <laughs> you're putting them up here for those on in radio land. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like you, if you're going to tolerate something, that means you think that you're better than they are. Okay, I'll tolerate you. Ugh. All nope, right. Don't like it. So what's a what's a better word? <laughs> or isn't there? Embrace. Celebrate. Honor. Okay. I like and, that. And it's all about listening. So you don't tolerate, you tolerate a cold, you don't tolerate people, you embrace them. Yeah. That's an awesome tweet. I love that, and I can't tweet while I'm on And their beliefs. You know, you embrace their beliefs. All right. I love that. So 
we're here with Swami Durga Das and Swami Anjani from Kashi Ashram, Interfaith Ashram here in the area where I live, actually across the outdoor front gates of the complex that I live in in Sebastian. We're going to be coming back from our first commercial break, and we're going to talk about this whole idea of embracing versus tolerating and the questions you can begin to ask yourself so that you can go from knowing you need to do something to actually taking that step and doing because it's something I struggle with. And I always look at it this way. If I feel I'm struggling with something, then I'm probably not alone out there, especially since you guys tell me that on social media. So the best thing I can do is share what's going on for me. We'll be right back. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. I, I can't tell if, if we're back. Okay, we are back. My, my guests are telling me we're back. I can't hear anything in my headset, so know if you can help me uh, get... There we, there we go. Okay, the problem is my connection. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's metaphorical. The problem is my connection. <laughs> I love that. So the problem is my connection of my headset, but um, it brings up so much more. So. <laughs> you know, I, I wish you, could, you guys could be here. I, I should have had the cameras on in here and set up my Facebook like, like Rhett Palmer does. But um, so let, let's take that. You know, the problem... <laughs> Is my connection and, and just kind of roll with that for the moment. Um, the universe has a way of sending you a message. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, connection. It's something that I've struggled with over time, but yet while I've been grieving my mom, I felt more connected to something bigger yet quieter. Than I've ever felt as we're entering the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 and if you're listening to this on the podcast and it's almost 2019 who knows when you might be listening to this then um, you know it doesn't matter it all still applies so Swami Durga Das one of the things that you're responsible for is figuring out and helping guide everybody on the ashram to what's the bigger goal for where we're headed, what's the strategic plans, what is something we're going to strive for, but then putting it all together in smaller bite-sized pieces in the now. And I know that Swami Anjani, you're, you're part of all of that as well. So Durga Das, what, how do you do that? How do you look at the bigger goal, making sure it's connected to the inside as well, that knowing the two of you talked about, that connection that... Uh, we got the hint of today. Well, we talked about it earlier about being in your heart, feeling your heart. And we all love to feel connected. We all love to feel that divine or we love love. That's the beauty of relationship when you're in, in love with somebody. We want to be there. I think that's our human nature is made up to find that connection and when when you're not connected you have separation a lot of times pain when you lose your mama you have pain so those are the moments where you're really searching for connection you're actively 
because pain that's that's the beauty of pain ironically it 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 forces you to look at a day-to-day level how do we practice that how do we how do we bring that for ourselves and then how do we allow that for others i know at kashi one of the things we do regularly for individuals or groups to come and retreat at kashi experience what you articulated when you said i love just going and walking the grounds well that's that's an you can immerse yourself in kashi for a weekend for a week um, one of the things we were talking about offline is when we host um, veterans especially veterans dealing with uh, stress ptsd, PTSD. wonderful yeah. programs for all and, of that and how here's you know often you know men men and women but they're they're men often come and they're like what is this place you talked about the ashram it's unique takes a you're you're not used to it and then after a couple days these guys you know staying on kashi eating vegetarian food embraced by a community that is strange because they don't know them when they first get there and then after two or three days it's like oh i'm feeling connected that plus their program really helps them to feel reconnected and it's we've seen it we've done it we do it two or three times a year we've been blessed with a partner called phoenix is rising working working to help host vets at kashi and um we we do met much of that and more now for my listeners out there which i don't know if you guys are aware of this but people are listening in uh, to the podcast in over 60 countries uh around the world as of as of yesterday when i did my last look they don't always have access to Akashi, this wonderful community and a place. Um, I have a number of listeners who feel alone. Mm-hmm. They they don't know. They listen to my show in the hopes of, and, and they've told me that it's helped them find a community inside themselves and reach out to some other people. For somebody that doesn't have this community like you guys have created, what are some things that they can begin to do as they go into, as they end the year and go into the new year to help them connect to that heart or um, that knowing when it's a foreign concept to them. Well, just talking about Kashi in that aspect, of course, on Kashi.org, we have podcasts of my teaching. We have, you know, there's a Darsh online with Ma's teachings and her words. And words are universal. You know, you know what they are. You know, you can feel really held and you can be part of our community from afar. Um, it's possible to come visit us and all of that. But I would say, in addition to that, um, people have to do whatever it takes to be in their heart. Ma would always talk about service. Because being in your heart is the same as being connected to your divinity. So the fastest way to that divinity is about taking care of someone else. The minute you do service and you know all about that... The minute you do service, find a soup kitchen. The minute you help somebody, you are nurtured yourself, and it takes you out of that that turmoil, that chaotic self that stands in the way of you feeling the calmness in yourself and your connection to divinity. So really, I would say go out and help somebody. Everybody needs help. Even if you're going to Walmart and you're kind to the poor cashier who's inundated with people, even if you anything like that in the street... There, you could read on Facebook all kinds of kindness, acts of kindness that took place over the last few weeks. People just doing whatever they could in the moment to feed someone or to help someone. 
I read something in the paper today about Atlanta not not wanting people to be fed in the streets anymore. They want to deny them the food. And I was stunned. Because they're concerned about food health hazards and, and stuff like that. It's the public. These people are homeless. They're in the streets. They have no food. I mean, really? Right. So anyway, service is the best way to get that connection. And I would offer one other thing after my this is personal to you and me. After my mother passed away, I wanted to feel a connection with her. Yeah. So I started sitting. It took me about a year to get to it, though. I started meditating and fe- wanting to feel, feel her presence, actively say, Mom, I want to feel you. And then I started praying, and I thought, "What, Mom, here's what I want for you for your next life. I want you to be free of this and this and this. And that made me feel like I was being of service to her by praying for those things for her for her next time around. So instead of just praying for what you need for yourself, and for those who may not be comfortable with the idea of prayer, it's sending a thought out there, an intention. Because that's really what prayer is. Prayer is an intention of something you want for somebody else or even for yourself. Of course for yourself. Okay. We're going to go into the, the national news break in a few moments, which is funny since you talked about the Atlanta thing, talk about national news. As you go into the, the news break, um, Durga Das, what would you pose to my listeners that they should perhaps be thinking about to help them connect? I would, my, the word that keeps coming in my mind is practice. Put some practice, and it can, like we've been talking about it, sit, get quiet. It's both serving yourself that allows you to serve others. So start to put that into some sort of discipline, focus in your daily life that allows you to connect. Okay, so I'm going to suggest that people take during this commercial break, if you're listening live, if it's on podcast, hit pause for 30 seconds after we go to break, um, because you'll go right in since I skipped the news break. I'd like you to breathe. Yes. Let's just do some breath work during the news break. If you're driving your car, please <laughs> pull over on the side of the road until we come back live. Um, let's let's do a breath cycle of um, five breaths in. Into the heart. Feel your heart. Okay, five breaths into the heart. Four breaths, no, a hold of four. Three breaths out. A hold for three. So what Laura means is counting. Breathe into a count of five, hold it in your heart for four, and breathe out for three. And And then repeat. Okay, and then repeat, and we'll be right back. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Everyone, we are here with Swami Durga Das and Swami Anjani from Kashi Ashram and Interfaith Ashram here in the local Vera Beach, Sebastian area. But if you're listening around the world, you can go to kashi.org where they have amazing resources as well in case you're in search of just some resources to help you connect to your knowing, to connect to um, lines of communication and connection in whatever way it may be. Before the break, we were talking about the this big this concept of you creating a goal how do you create that bigger goal and then along the way have that knowing 
that you're moving forward. So you you have this bigger goal out there, but you need to be present in the moment and, and work with it. Let's expand upon that. Um, Durga Das, you're responsible for the bigger picture over at Kashi along with your board and then implementing it. So what can people begin to do taking forward what we talked about before the, the news break with gave them the breath? Five, four, three. <laughs> Five, four, three. I like it. That's And that's exactly how you do your practice. You put it, you help me put it in concrete form. Five, four, three. Write it down. Set your intention for 2018 and begin. That's a breath. But but whatever it is, for me, if it, like, I write a business plan, 2018, what is Kashi going to accomplish for all of 2018? And then it's overwhelming. So what do you do? You brought, bring it back to simple steps, five, four, three. And, That's funny. I never thought of it that way. Okay. <laughs> and and it's, it is really no different. So you, you go to what's comfortable for you, and we'll take Laura, for instance, you're, you're on live radio all around the world. You're obviously comfortable with that. How do you, how do you then dive into that uncomfortable space of, let's just say, meditating five minutes a day? How do you break it down into that same five, four, three? You do it here. You're capable of doing it. You've succeeded in doing it. Now, now take it into a form that's a little uncomfortable and work it the same way. And that would be something I would recommend for everybody in 2018. Set an intention, personal and professional, inside and out, as easy as 543. Okay. Now, Anjani, we were talking during the break and, and on the air about being uncomfortable yes. to help take you forward. Durga Das, you just talked about, okay, I'm comfortable with something. And then you said, but then you need to stretch it. So how do you begin to know what the dis- which discomfort is the discomfort you want to click on and move forward with and which one you should just say, okay, no, that's not the right discomfort? Or, mm-hmm. it, it, or is there no right and wrong discomfort? I don't think there's right or wrong, Laura. I think it's a question of your own heart and your own intuition. You'll feel You'll feel it. You'll know what what uh, you need to focus on. You'll know what you need to let go of. You just That's the whole point of meditation is that you begin to trust your inner self. And don't forget three of the great tools that people don't talk about anymore as much. Great tools that the universe expresses its soul in, and that's music, poetry, and art. Don't forget those things. You can use them. Use them when when you want to connect. Use them when you feel uncomfortable. I mean, I do that. I look at at, uh, the great Sufi poet Hafiz. I read his poetry when I want to connect because he's just totally devotional. That kind of thing. Music. I listen to to a lot of different music, and it touches your heart. How does it help you connect, though? How does it help me connect? It opens my heart. You can't connect if you're tight. If I look at a if I look at a painting that has totally ripped me open when I look at it, I go, oh my God, that's so beautiful. That's the spot. You're open. You're vulnerable. You can then do your practice and be there. They're tools. So they're tools. You need to find what what works for you in, in the moment. Is. Lately, for me, it seems to be going near the work near the water. When I'm near the water, I feel my body 
my shoulders come down and all of a sudden I can relax and thoughts begin to flow. So for my listeners out there, what are some other things that they might be able to ask themselves to help them find what will help them release the tension? Because it sounds like you need to release the tension in your body and your mind so that you can connect to that bigger picture. Okay, so what are some things? I'm going to stay with the theme of 543. Okay. Because it sounds so simple, and it's so important that it's with awareness. Taking that breath just to 543, 543, and then going on, you forget what at the water side does for you. It has to be that breath with awareness. So each person and any person, wherever they are, they if they want to have ease or less stress, they have to find that water side, whatever it is. For for it could be a picture. It could be and then take that breath of awareness. Practice that. That is the key to then accomplishing anything you want on large levels. Okay. I you sound look like you want to just jump right no, in. No, I, I, I he's he's right on totally. It's all about awareness. Seeing everything with awareness, which means you're not thinking about yourself. You're aware. You're aware of whatever's happening. That Those wonderful Thich Nhat Hanh uh, mm-hmm. meditations, breathing in, I am aware that I am love. Being out, breathing out, I'm aware that I am I am here. Breathing in, I'm aware that I'm with Laura. Breathing, you know, just those things in the moment. And it keeps you in the moment. It just doesn't let that noise come into your head. Okay, so let's, let's take the, that... Yeah. A, a, a little further. Let's actually do something around that. Okay. Remember, if you are driving your car, listening to me live on broadcast radio, um, please do not do this while you're driving your car. You'll want to move off on the side of the road or just kind of tune out a little bit while we're doing this. But if you are in a safe place um, to to do this, go ahead, okay. Anjani. So. One of the greatest meditations that we've been ever we've been given ever was an ancient meditation by Ramana Maharshi in which we ask ourselves, who am I? Because that's the crux of the matter. Once we know who we are, we know what to do. And then we get rid of all that ego stuff and all that uncomfortableness and we're aware. So who am I? And if you ask yourself over and over and repeat it and then see what your first your mind will say some things and then when you get to your heart, it's going to say, I am love, which is all anybody is. We were put here to love. We're all part of this subversive army of love that goes around and does loving things. And when we tap into that, we're the happiest we could ever possibly be. So if you sit quietly, say over and over to yourself, who am I? Who am Am I? Who am I? Who am I? Just over and over and over. over. Say it to yourself and let let hear what comes up for you. Because you know, it's we all don't remember our wisdom. We don't remember that we're all part of the divinity. We're all part of the universe. And when, when we remember that are moments when we quiet ourselves and say, who am I, we can remember. And then we can be of great service to everyone else and to ourselves. 
So the act of asking yourself, who am I, is about reconnecting totally. to that inner self and letting go the idea of who I am. Am I a caregiver, a daughter, a radio host, um, um, a board member, uh, whatever I am. Those a woman. are often what you do, right? Yes. not who you are. So exactly. you're letting go of all of that. It's the being rather than the doing. Okay. And you then can embrace all everything in the doing right i I love it's so simple yet can be difficult for (laughs) for many of us to just keep going through it and going well oh i know who i am i'm i'm this but that's what we do in some aspect whether it's sister daughter brother father mother or whatever it may be those are are things those are not who you are Mm -hmm. And we're willing to give everyone else our time and our service. Why don't we do it for ourselves? This is the thing to do so that we can do those other things even better, just like what Swami was saying. Do it for ourselves. Become that. And then whatever we do out there will bring our being into it instead of just our doing head. We bring our being heart. So that's that's a great question to pose out there to my listeners as we get ready to go into our last commercial break are you being who you are or Uh are you doing who you think you are right well said yep well said and when those two things come together the being and the doing awesome that's what you want and it starts with a simple question which is not as simple as you think (laughs) called who am i i i love that that is so wonderful um, so I'm going to ask Noah to take us out to commercial break. Can you do that for me, Noah? And then we'll be right back with more from, uh, I think Swami Anjani, you're going to need to head out. I, I hate the thought of, <laughs> no, you can't go. Meeting. You need to stay. I, I think I'll just be late. I have to go to an interfaith ministers meeting, but I think I'll be late. Okay, perfect. So you're going to stay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. This so is too good. <laughs> it's great. We're here with, uh, Swami Durga Das and Swami Anjani and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. All right, we are back, and this show is never long enough. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) All right, uh, the question, who am I? I'm, I'm currently reading Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul. And he poses that question in the beginning of the book, and he mentions the ancient... um, Ramana Maharshi. Ramana. It sounds easy when you say (laughs) Ramana Maharshi. He was a highly respected, uh, very uh, deep Hindu saint. it's, It's such a simple question that raises up so much, because now i'm entering into a phase of my life where for the first time i think since i was born i don't have anybody i'm directly responsible for taking care of first my my brother who was older who was sick my dad my mom and now people are like well you need to go get another dog and i'm i'm like you know what i can't do that right now because i don't know how to take care of me and i'm afraid if i bring another life into my house and i'm going to take care of that that I'm never going to learn this lesson of, of how to take care of me. And it's a struggle to, to think through that weight. I'm in the equation. It's not 
just about other people. You have to bring yourself into that equation. And you guys mentioned a story before the show started about Ganesh, who is a Hindu god with the elephant head. And I'd like you to share it because I know that a number of my listeners feel they're just too strange. They're too out there. They're like nobody else. They feel alone um, in their differentness. And if you could share the story and perhaps help people think about that. Well, Ganesh is known as the remover of obstacles. That's his kind of his job in the Hindu pantheon. And he had such a huge obstacle he that he didn't enough. even see yes. here. Okay, good. He actually uh, had the, the body of a human, but the head of an elephant due, due to a ser- series of circumstances because he was defending the universal mother and he wound up with an elephant's head. You have to read about it if you want to know how. Okay. <laughs> but the truth was that uh, um, he just went around thinking everything was fine with an elephant head, didn't think about being different, and then one day his, one of his tusks broke off and uh, he thought, oh my God, I have no tusk. I'm, he felt like he was really different and I'm, I'm weird and whatever. And... Uh, he found, how does it happen? So there were, the sage wanted to write the entire Mahabharata, Hindu classic, out in one, one go. He said, I can only speak it, and you, someone has to write it. And Ganesh, being divine, could stay up long enough to write it all. So he was able to use the broken tusk as a writing tool to write the entire Mahabharata. So here he turned it around from being all feeling like he was going to be really different because he had this broken tusk to being of great use and all and all that. But he didn't think he was different before with just the elephant head. So, And yet somebody and yet, said to him, Yep. Who, who was it that said to him, but why did you think you're not different? You have an elephant head. It was, it was the, sage, the sage who actually had him write. Uh, so sometimes we don't see ourselves as, as we think of ourselves, okay, this is just who we are until somebody intervenes somebody else says from something. the outside yeah. and says something. So how do people begin to think, my listeners, begin to think about they're different, yet they're the same? Hmm. Well, first, the, the difference, embrace the difference. Okay. Love the difference. See inside yourself that which is different and love it. And then I want to go back to what you were just saying. What a profound teaching you are, Laura, right now as a caregiver caring for your family all throughout, and now you have this opportunity to care for Laura. How powerful is that? And that's you're not alone. There are many people, many listeners right now going, how do I take care of myself and, and also um, serve? Serve. So mm-hmm. you're the, that to me is such a powerful message, and I love to see you. You're at that. And it is a, a precipice in your life. You're going into 2018. How am I going to take care of myself? Asking that very profound question, who am I? Because it's about being Laura, being who you are, being that divine source you are, and then using your vehicle, which is the radio, to go, if you're out there, connect. Take care of yourself. We, we, we typically are... Human nature taps into our unworthiness. We have to be worthy of who we are. We have to be worthy that we are. I just had this image of an elephant head (laughs) connection with the tusk hanging out as Durga Das was just talking about 
you know, worthy of, of who we are. I, but if we don't know who we are. That's why who am I is so important. Look, we just finished this. We're in it, actually. We had this whole season of light. We had Hanukkah. We had Christmas. I mean, it's all about light and knowing that we are that light. You only know it when you practice it, when you do it, when you go out and share yourself. You do this all the time on the radio, but you don't think of yourself like that. You're sharing light. It's all positive. It's all light. Look at what's going on in our universe today. I mean, you're sharing light. And now she's going to make me cry. Oh, good. Come on. It won't work unless you cry. Come <laughs> on, Laura. You I can cry. do it. All right. Um, I want to make sure that you have a chance to share how my listeners can reach out to you because the stuff we're talking about on one level seems so simple, but it can be difficult without having a community of some sort. And I know the two of you are some of the biggest servant leaders I know in the world, and you want to help people. So um, what's available to them perhaps going on at, at Kashi that if they want to journey here to Florida or if you're local, you can go to, or if they're not, how they can reach out to you guys for help in the last few minutes. Let me start with one thing, and I'll turn it over to our CEO who can really tie it up. But uh, I want to mention... By the way, Kashi is a nonprofit organization. Absolutely. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I want to start with Ma's uh, first book, The Eleven Karmic Spaces, which won a national award in the body, mind, spirit category. It is a simple book, yet very profound. It's got practices in it. Anyone who wants to connect can pick up that book and find a way to connect. And it's available Amazon, Amazon, uh, from Kashi, through Maz India. Just go to our website and you'll find it. But that would be my number one suggestion for connecting from afar. Okay. And I'd like to say first, Kashi is a nonprofit. Um, feel welcome to donate, support. That allows us to serve others, and that is the mission of Kashi: serve everyone, feed everyone. We, if you go to kashi.org, you can tap in for yourself. You can send a friend if they need it. There's retreats. We have a yoga retreat in January. We have a woman's immersion in 2018 that's new. We launch our our yoga training. Lots of opportunities. Feel free to connect in, obviously physically, but also virtually. Okay. How do they reach out to either one of you? Is there an email or some way if they have a question about anything you've said? Durgadas at Kashi.org, D-U-R-G-A-D-A-S at Kashi.org. Please please feel free to connect with me. Me too. Swami Anjani, Swami, S-W-A-M-I-A-N-J-A-N-I at kashi.org and you can probably find our addresses on the website as well but okay definitely reach out to us because we will always respond and we'll do whatever we can to help that's one of the things that i've discovered about kashi is everybody just wants to help they want to feed not only the body there's opportunities to have wonderful food and healing food up there but also the soul whatever level you're at wherever you're at doesn't matter what faith you're at or if you have no faith it does not matter that is the most important point celebrating and honoring diversity of belief of being of practice we try to embrace everyone and and you just do it so beautifully and i'm i'm grateful and for those who are not aware um swami durga das along with rabbi michael and chaplain whipple did the service for my mom and dad and i'll always be grateful and anjani you were there and krishna bai as well, and you just uplifted my my family and I while we were going through all that. So thank you. My pleasure, thank- my honor, very sweet. 
And I have not forgotten the words that you guys have said, step by step, breath by breath, um, has been my mantra for the last three months. So thank you. And um, remember, everybody, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? I'm going to be spending this next week asking myself, who am I? as was posed so beautifully today and really getting to the heart of that. Hug someone you love today. Have a great rest of your year and see you next week. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 